Peace and love, peace and love, everyone. Welcome back to the Universal Love Movement. This is your host, Dr. Carl S. Moore. Uh, thank you for inviting me into your universe, the YOU and you, and uh, uh, as I allow you into mine, the YOU universe. And so we strive to be loving and living universal vibrations uh, on our path towards self-care. And, and that's what this episode is about, self-care. And this may be a part of a series or it may be a one-off. I, I've sketched it out as a series, but I think, you know, I try to download information and go by my, you know, kind of do a little bit of uh, <laughs> scripting and uh, allowing as well, right? Which is a, a, another self-care element. So so when we're talking about self-care. I think the biggest thing for me is that I'm very, I'll dedicate this episode to my mother, who's, this is, her birthday is on November 1st, which is two days away. So she transitioned back in and, uh, September uh, 7th of 2017. And she's born on, of course, uh, November the 1st, but I won't give her birth year because, you know, <laughs> she used to say a lady never tells her age, but her her life was when when her when she transitioned to the become my my friend on the spirit side, her life taught me so much about self-care. And then a year later, my my my, my father transitioned and he told me a lot about self-care. Their lives were on two completely different ends. My mother, she took care of everyone externally, but for herself personally, she didn't necessarily have the the reciprocity um, from society in terms of she was out there. She was a huge giver. She used to volunteer at the church, and I remember she used to even she was she was an herbalist. Her, if any of you are familiar with Strength Finder, she was Strength Finder. Uh, her. Um, her, her biggest, uh, her talent theme was uh, significant. So her her calling was to do things for the world. And um, it wasn't like my dad's calling wasn't to do things for the world, but he was more, hey, I'm going to live my life and enjoy life and do me. So he was thinking more individualistic, you know, um, and she was thinking a little bit more collective. And I think that those two frames really helped me understand this whole self-care thing, because I, when we think about self-care, we're in a society that promotes individualized thinking, right? And this individualized thinking is such an important frame for us because with it, we understand that there are different types of frameworks people view the world from. So let's let's really think about this. So individualism being like, an ideology which accepts that an individual person is is uh, more important in a group. And that's what we, <laughs> you know, it's like doggy dog survival with a fittest here in U.S. culture. And and it's not like we don't have collective thoughts or and it's not even like that's evil, but it's more about go get yours. And a capitalistic kind of system and the meritocracy that we're in kind of promotes those things. Right. You become better than the other person. So you're in competition of others, right? It's individualism. Whereas collectivism, that's more of an ideology which, you know, it accepts that the group is more important than the individual. So it would be more so like, you know, um, I am because we are that kind of thing or whatever, right? And that's, there's the Ubuntu that they have in South Africa. But of course, the country has legacy of oppression and individualism, just similar to U.S. Um, but, you know, I think when we're talking about self-care, what I begin to understand about self-care is that if you are a person, and my mother's life taught me this, if you're a person that places individuals above 
uh, I'm sorry, places like the collective, like the family or society above yourself, that, well, it may be ideal in some constructs, societal constructs, or not ideal, but maybe advantageous. Doing, being a, a collectivist or a collective-minded person, ideology, in American context could, it could run into some some um, potential challenges. And I have the same, you know, um, experience in terms of being a person for the world. When society isn't organized and wired to support the collective, if you are an in, supporting the collective in an individualist society, you just have more opportunity to get drained and 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 kind of run into the ground, you know, and 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 yeah, and because you don't have resources being, it's like a bank account, right? If, if some other, you know, everyone puts something in everyone's bank account and collective, imagine it where you just taking out of your bank account, putting in others. So there's this way that I've understood self-care in an individualized culture to be so important. Um, and it's become popular as of late because of that, because people aren't taking care of people. And those of us who may know people or be have more of a, a collective kind of ideology living in this individualized world, you can get run down pretty quick. And it's those who are able to really operate in the kind of selfish, uh, not selfish, I guess I would say, but more self-oriented or individualized way that have... If you kind of look at it, the people continue to send up, they leave folks behind or, you know, but there's there's an energy thing um, to this as well, where I do think that even if collective um, in an individualized culture like U.S. culture, um, there is this energy of what you put out, you know, vibrationally is it becomes this kind of there has to be every action. There's an equal and opposite reaction, not always on the same kind of in the same kind of um, type, but there is something to that. But one has to ask themselves when engaging in a conversation or thinking about self-care is what fills me up, right? What fills me up and what drains me, right? Because I've actually gone through certain battles with my in my mind or grappling with like, okay, let me... Let me not just give and just be give all my time and do stuff for folks and, and focus on me because the, my default is to focus on others. And just when everyone else is happy, I'm happy. But what I've come to understand is that if what fuels me is the more important thing. Right. And what fuels me can fuel others. Right. Because the thing that to safeguard against is to not be drained, not to safeguard against, you know, being collective, because if you want if that's you, great. And if you are individualized, it may very well be that, you know, just only thinking about you drains you because you're not, you know, you don't have the emotional or the resources or the or it doesn't strengthen you or what have you. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. So. So, yeah, this is uh, this is a, a topic that has become popular and popularized and the approach to self-care that we should take is the this view or I won't say we should take I would invite you all to do is to take a view of understanding how self-care is different in the in a society that is individualized and more dog eat dog and man against nature and so that's one lens or one frame the individualized the next frame is individualized versus collective the next frame is if you are operating and doing 
like the majority of your thinking and actions out of a place of abundance or a place of scarcity is do you think that there's more than enough resources to go around not not in the end and then if you were to combine these with a, a collective or individualistic worldview it's not saying that you give all your resources but do you feel or think because part of self-care is more mental than it is just physical it's like what, how you're thinking and framing and is one uh, operating off of a uh, uh, doing things because they love them versus doing things because they are fearful what the consequences might be. So I give an example like work. Some people don't like work, but I try to find what I love about my work to do it out of love versus doing it out of, you know, um, fear of the consequences. So it can, it can work for anything. So it's like even if you have to mop the floors, you can <laughs> trick yourself into loving mopping this floor right now. Um, so that love and that because these are all self-care, right? So self-care for this to be a topic, it's a lot of is external, but it's about being able to really think about what what serves you. Now, some people, it may be what serves them doesn't necessarily align with other people. I know there's people who have individualistic views and there are some folks who are maybe more kind of like self-oriented and there there may there is nothing wrong with living in a fear-based kind of reality there's nothing wrong living in a collective I mean I'm sorry individualistic reality but what the what I would offer is just to consider what could happen on the other end right and then if I if that is not that doesn't suffice in terms of just considering what kind of energy a love-based reality or a collective-based reality brings, uh, I would say that we know that when we are in a fight-or-flight mode, right, or when there's fear, what happens um, to our system? Now, it is not what happens to our system or our bodies in terms of the cortisol release, the blood vessels you know, constricting and us having more of a, not a thoughtful response, but more of a physical or kind of like more of a, you know, kind of a, let me escape from this response. It's not bad in itself either. It's just a matter of if one stays in that, right? So the staying in the, those certain states that come from fear or even staying in a state of isolating resources for oneself because of when you combine the individualized, like an individualized hoarding type of thing, like keeping information or keeping resources or whatever from other people, and then also individualized kind of um, with with fear, you would say, oh, wow, this is interesting because now what happens is this very person who has, um, they've kind of burrowed themselves into something that is, is impossible to escape. Um, or hard to escape, rather. You know, so when, when, when thinking about the self-care the, of the mind, rather, it's the being able to style, flex, perspective, take, and understand what serves you, what fills you up. Now, there, there are physical elements, right? Of course, there's the exercise, there's the eating right, there are, and I won't say right, but eating according to what provides you energy. So yeah, hopefully this conversation around self-care is, is a, is one that 
can help you uh, really dig into the topic a little bit more and understanding that view, like in learning from my mom, it really thrusted me to be mindful about how I'm going about life. So the, 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 the advice or the invitation, the ultimate invitation is just to invite you all to be intentional about fueling yourself, right? What fuels you and what serves you. And if that is very well, if taking care of people, then it's great as long as it's serving you. Sometimes we get the kind of demonization of folks who want to think who are more collective. But if you're on a universal love movement, you do that great. But as long as these things are never at a cost to yourself, right? So you can do things in service of other, but not a cost to yourself. And the way in which society is constructed, at least at the very least in the U.S., we know that their probability of it being at a cost to oneself is high. And we do not, um, or at least myself, I would just kind of like to uh, promote a space where folks who are well-meaning and doing good aren't eaten up by the system that seems to promote more of an individualized, fear-based, you know, kind of scarcity culture. Whereas, um, you know, just because capitalism and there's a pyramid doesn't mean that there isn't like more than enough on each level. I mean, it's just, it still is just a pyramid, just percentage of the amount, you know? So it's just a different view um, than sometimes that you might've heard. So um, how do we exist within these systems and take care of ourselves and love ourselves? And the tagline, as you know, know, some of you may know for the universal love movement is how do we love ourselves enough to love all those around us mentally, fortified by what you're doing physically, fortified by what you're eating, what you're drinking, what you're putting into your mind in terms of books, um, what you're reading, um, what you're putting into your, your spirit in terms of the music. And I listen to all types of music and depending, especially if I'm it's a new, if I'm working out, it may be some stuff that may, you know, because of that energy. But how are we taking care of ourselves on all of those levels, recognizing the individualized uh, realities versus the collective realities that some people have to engage with. So I think I have a decent balance now for myself where it's, um, I'm, I'm a, you know, it's kind of like my the episode on people pleaser. I love people and people feeling good. And that's part of what I like to do. I like being around people. So I'm going to do that. But what, as my, you know, partner will help me understand is, you know, as long as it's not a detriment to myself, how can we not be a a victim to our ideologies and just care for ourselves and love ourselves. And I love you. And this is the Universal Love Movement with your host, Dr. Carl S. Moore.